the semifinals are through. I wish we could be coming to you with some better results on PJ and my end, but that's not the case. But the the ship keeps moving on. It's the Low Post Podcast. I'm Dan Ruggiero. I'm joined by PJ Thomas, and we're joined by a few other familiar faces because we're kind of not taking the hosting role today. We're giving you something a little fun. So I want to turn it over to, to good friend, Commissioner Joey Zacco. He's going to fill you in on what we're doing here. All right. Yeah. So more of me this week, but we are taking over the Low Post Podcast and doing our all-star drafts. This is where you guys are going to find out who made the all-star teams but you're going to have to wait for the entire draft because these guys might be biased. Who's to say towards the boys who, who, who would ever think that would be the case. Uh, but we're also joined by Tim who's going to help me break things down as these two pick PJ and Dan. And I know Cade is planning on jumping in at some point. So if he does, we'll break down the picks. So we're going to draft. We're going to go back and forth. One, 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 you have your coaches, Dan Ruggiero and PJ Thomas. They'll be making the pick. So I'll cut to them. Uh, They can start with something like with the first pick in the summer 22 all-star draft team, Thomas selects, boom, team Ruggiero selects, boom. I'll let them do that whole sentence when they make their picks. They know who the all-stars are. You guys don't. So before we do a coin toss, we'll go to PJ because of course we were talking before he went on the air and he was saying he thinks whoever gets the first pick or the first couple picks, I know it goes back and forth, but whoever gets the first pick is going to win. So PJ, the challenge for you is without saying why and or who that player is, why why do you think that? Why is the first pick so important? So for what Danny and I were saying is we think between the two of us, the number one pick for the all-star draft is pretty clear cut. We're both going to go with the same guy if we get the number one pick. The two and three pick for us are the next two best players in the league and they're just about equal. You can't go wrong getting either one. So whoever ends up with the consensus number one overall pick and then who we believe is right there, um, you have two of the top three players in the league off the bat, and that's that's going to be tough to beat regardless. So um, that's kind of what we've been saying. Whoever gets the number one pick is probably taking it, but we'll see how the draft shakes out. You never know with some of these guys, so um, it could be a little bit different come game day, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and so just remember, this will also be on audio, so we're going to like verbally recap the teams as much as we can uh, when Tim and I break them down. If you're watching this on YouTube, we will have something on the screen that, that will you know show who's on what team, and then after the weekend, so I'm going to make you guys wait the weekend, I will post the teams online. So you're really going to have to watch the video if you want to figure out the breaking news. Uh, before I even get back to you guys on that, we can go to Dan on like his outlook on what PJ just said, but it's an all-star game. So I, I understand the concept, but it's a little different from, you know, Brian Heston going, you know, balls to the wall for the full game in the semifinals, right? The players are going to coast a different style game. There's not a lot of defense on purpose. It doesn't mean all these players aren't deserving, but I would say, you know, Gian Avendisian's game is going to translate because he shoots a lot anyway, but you know, that to, to that point, right. I mean, Brian Heston impacts the game, but if there's not as much defense or, you know, tip passes or whatever, not that he's not a great pick, but it's a little different, right? Maybe you're going to favor scores over the better players, even though they are also all-stars. So Dan, on that note, again, without naming a player, we're going to make people earn it. Who's watching this? You know, what's your outlook or opinion on that? Where maybe it's, you know, drafting these teams isn't necessarily taking the team, that the player you would start, you know, a franchise with, right? It's a little different. Yeah, it's definitely, when I think about it, defense is definitely not, the forefront of the all-star game. Like we've talked like 
Brian's a great defensive player, but you're not going to take him for his defense in an all-star game. You're going to take him for everything else he can do. But that being said, I still think that there's plenty of guys like there's guys like Gian that live in and die by shooting the ball. Like they can get to the rim. They can dunk very well. But there's some guys that kind of rely on that instead of the shooting. So I think defense will kind of play into it a little bit when you're talking about the guys like like a Colin Burns, like a, not to name too many names. I know you're probably getting upset at me about that, but guys that kind of their whole game is getting to the rim. That's where the defense comes into play. And that's where I think the decision making is going to get a little tough, but it's definitely one of those like shoot first, ask questions later kind of thing. Yeah. And so let's go to Tim real quick. Who's standing by going to help us break everything down. So Tim, just your thoughts on that. I mean, you can let's let's let Tim break it open. If Tim had the first pick and then we will do a coin toss and start picking players, Tim, if you had the first pick or the first couple picks, you can name some players because I know Tim is no who's who's an all-star. And at this point, that group of players, I think we're all pretty much in agreement are all-stars. So that's not going to be the surprising part of this draft. But Tim, who would you take if it was, you know, Team Kellogg over there and it was it was you as an all-star coach? Who would you take with that first pick? Um, yeah, like you said, it's obviously different than picking an actual team. An all-star game is less defense, more, more flashy. Uh, I would take Gian. Uh, I kind of agree with what they were saying about how he's a guy that's going to like to get up shots, put on a show. I also think a sleeper could be a guy like Spence Freeman. I think he could maybe want to put on a show in a type of event like this. Uh, those those would be the guys I would be looking at. Uh, Dan, hold the laps. God damn it. Uh, every, any, anytime we talk about the halfway crooks, like, listen, you're on, this is my show now. <laughs> you're in enemy territory. Uh, it's not all about the Duyez boys anymore. All right. So we will let, because um, listen, here's the, here's the deal. Dan's going to call it because PJ actually gets the coach. I mean, I'm assuming PJ can head out. He's going to be at the all-star game. So he has an advantage here. I mean, Dan's picking his team and then, you know, maybe they'll get you on some FaceTime if there's any Wi-Fi in the Johnston Rec Center. Um, but yeah, I mean, PJ gets to, you know, coach this team where Dan unfortunately gets to draft them and then cross his fingers a little bit while watching the Snapchat and, and live, uh, live feed. So uh, Dan, you can... I'll, I'll let you call it before I even throw it instead of in the air because we're on Zoom. So heads or tails, sir? I'm going to give you a little little vignette, a little story about this. <laughs> Last year, or two years ago, rather, in my Super Bowl betting, I bet on the coin toss. I told myself tails never fails, and it failed me. This past year, Bengals-Rams, I went heads, and it succeeded. So I'm going heads. All right. So let me switch this back over. We have heads for Dan. It is tails. God damn. I would I I flipped it. I would show it is tails. All right. So that means PJ gets the first pick. And so uh it, we got it. We already broke it down. So we're going right to him. You get to make your first pick. Give the give the spiel with the first pick in the draft and then make your selection, Peach. I'm honored to have the first pick. Um, so with the first pick in the 2022 Legacy Leagues summer all-star draft, I am taking the Coventry Crusader himself, Gian Avedesian. All right. And I was just typing it in. So there you go. Uh, so let me get this on our big board and we'll make another pick. But there you go. So I guess that was their consensus uh, first overall pick. And so Tim, did Tim even tell us who he would? I think Tim kind of ducked the question in, in classic, uh, you know, analyst form. So Tim, is this who you would have taken? And what do you think of the pick? Um, yes, uh, this is who I would have taken. I, I did say that, yeah. Um, 
Gian, I think, is a guy that definitely is a guy that you want to have in the all-star game. He's going to be getting down the court, outrunning people. I swear, like, when I watch him play, he's like the Energizer Bunny. He never really gets tired. He just flies around. So I'm sure he'll be a good fit in this game. Yeah, and so that's kind of – that goes right up against what I was saying as far as, you know, the game that translates and, and yeah, uh, to an all-star game format. So, uh, Dan, you know, I don't even have the stats up. I don't think really people care. We can let's, – let's have you recap the first two picks. So, Dan, make your pick. Let's get one on the board for each of you guys. And then we'll let, you know, stack guy over there, you know, he's the second in the league and well, first in the league in scoring for Gian, but go ahead, Dan. With the second pick in the 2022 Legacy League's All-Star Draft, I'm going maybe not with the pick PJ thought I was going to take, but I'm taking him because he's a two-time All-Star Game MVP. A teammate of mine since the sixth grade. I'm going with the Douye's boys' own John Kutu. All right. And so two players off the board. I'm going to update the big board. Let's go back to Dan first. Give us your breakdown on those two players. And is that is that what was going to happen either way? Or what do you think? I think they're two of the three that we had talked about. I think you'll you'll see the third on the third pick because we all know that's what's coming next. But um, I think it was definitely a matter of Gian and then the, one of those next two guys. And you can argue either way for both of them. But I think in the All-Star game, John's a former All-Star captain. Uh, I think he had like 40 points in one of the All-Star games. I think it was like the winter 19 season. He had 40 points or something like that. But he definitely trends to this All-Star game setting a lot more, where I think that some guys will like do play better defense in the regular season john's a great defensive player but no holds barred no defense i'm taking i'm taking john all day all right and so as Cade gets situated and we have it up on the board let's go to tim quickly on these first two and then Cade, you can look at the screen at what's going on <laughs> and what's happened so far so pj had the first pick and then uh dan followed up with the hometown pick uh so tim thoughts on these first two yeah, uh, I can't really hate too much on Dan's pick. He went with the hometown pick. Uh, I think it's a great pick. Obviously, he said John's had some success in the All-Star game before. But also another aspect, I think John's a very unselfish player. I think he's going to be able to get a lot of other guys on the team involved in this one, uh, make it fun to play with. And so, Cade, putting you on the spot. Go ahead. First two picks are in. All right, so did Gian get picked first? Is that what it was? All right. Yep. Yeah, I, I would see. I see that. I see the advantage in that. Obviously, averaging 40 points a game. Um, definitely going to be a fun player to play with. I think when it comes to All-Star, uh, he's not going to be the number one player on the court, at least with all the players he's sharing the court with. So he's not going to be as selfish, as, not selfish in a bad way. Obviously, his team's wins, but with the ball. So he's going to pass that around. I think he's going to be a really fun player to play with. And um, obviously, John, John's a great pick. Uh, one of the top players in the league going to share the ball. All right. And so let's get back to, to uh, we're going to go back and forth here. So PJ, let's get your next pick and then uh, we'll, we'll go from there. So with the third pick in the 2022 legacy leagues, all-star draft, um, you're going to see our third guy here, but I'm going to go with a very good friend of ours, Brian Heston. All right. And so Brian Heston is the third pick. We're going we're gonna to do two picks and then we'll let's let's just do that. We'll do two picks, then we'll break it down. We'll kind of keep this moving and then we'll do some big picture team stuff at the end. So, Dan, 
is the pick in is the audio back from the from the draft i'm, I'm the not gonna do in. the audio every time okay. i'm not gonna run you down with that but yes uh, the pick is yeah, in yeah. with the fourth pick the uh team Ruggiero is gonna select somebody that uh you might say that Vinny Volpe is their kryptonite. Um, they've kind of butted heads with us kind of frequently in the past. But, you know, we were staying all-star game setting. I'm picking them. PJ's giving me the thumbs down. He knows exactly who I'm taking. Jose I'm taking Jose Mercado from Lob City. All right. And so, yeah, two picks are off the board for each team. So let me get that back up on the screen. We'll go to Cade and we'll let these guys break it down. And so now you can see it is going to be Kutu and Mercado and Gian and Heston. So, Cade, thoughts on the first four All-Stars taken so far? I mean, we just got two of the finals players taken right there, Brian versus Jose, arguably the two best on each team. Um, PJ didn't like the Jose pick, but, you know, he doesn't have to worry. He's not on his team. Um, I think Brian's a great pick. I think he probably was the best player left available. Um, that's arguably could be countered with Jose, obviously. I think those are two good picks. I think Jose and John, I'm excited to see that uh, that duo. I've never seen that. I don't know if it's been in the past uh, All-Star Games, but this is my first one. So I think John and Jose are going to be a fun fun duo. And I think Gian and Brian are going to be a fun duo. Both of them are great at sh shot blocks and uh, steals. Defensively, those two are going to be a, a pain to play against. So. For sure. And so, Tim, instead of breaking that down, which you can obviously give your thoughts on that, is there someone else you might have taken? So we got a thumbs down from PJ. It's OK to, to break the break the rule of not mentioning players ahead of time. I think we're still in that that range of players that we expected to see. So I don't think you're going to break any news. But is there anybody you would have taken fourth or third in that case? Um, if you had the pick, I love that Tim is the new GM. Tim, Tim's the fill in GM and getting all those questions. Go ahead, Tim. Uh, yeah, so a couple players I possibly would have looked at. I know this guy um, doesn't really get a lot of love because of the team he's on, but I think in an all-star game setting, a player like David Tapina could be a very good player to have considering his athleticism is up there like with one of the best in the league uh, along with Jose. But obviously I can't complain about these two picks because they are both in the finals and are both the most impactful players on their team. So I think you, you can't really go wrong with those two. Yeah, and so I did forget to mention there is one all-star from each team. So keep that in mind. And that gives us six other spots for duplicates from teams. Uh, and the only other thing to mention before we get to PJ's pick and even keep in mind, I guess for the, I, I like to critique the coaches, obviously, you know, with a player like David DePino who did have the ball a lot or Jose kind of, I mean, he, he runs their offense or even, you know, Johnny for the Duyes boys uh, running their offense. They're going to be on the floor now. Obviously, it's an all-star game with three other players who, you know, can also do things with the ball, right? So, you know, not only is it important for them, and they're all great scorers, and they're all deserving and all that, but it's going to be important for who can play off. And a lot of these players have played, you know, in high school, whatever, in college with other great players. So it's not new to them, but who fits into that style of game, right? Where they're not always going to have the ball like they may have, you know, on their team in the Legacy League. So uh, the pick is in. This is going to be the fifth pick, keeping track. Let's go back to see who Team Thomas selects. With the fifth pick, I'm building a team here, okay, Danny? I'm building players that are going to work well together. You, you can do whatever you like, but with the fifth pick, I'm going to take who I believe is one of the best leaders of a team this year. Their team's record might not reflect that, in Taj Eddington. 
All right. So there you go. So Taj Eddington goes fifth. He's opened the door for me. He has no idea. <laughs> it goes in front of, you know, Dev, uh, you know, as, as I know we call him now, or, you know, um, I won't even name anyone else. There's obviously other players that we can, that we can assume would be in the all-star game. We'll give, we'll, we'll, we'll let Dan make his pick since he, you know, the door is open. So the door is open for the sixth pick as well. Go ahead. You know, PJ, I thought he was going to pick this player and he picked their team. I'm going to show you that Sin City wasn't made for you. We have the clarification on the pronunciation. I feel like that. Did I mention this to you? Team Ruggiero is taking Devin Pina. Devin Pina. I'm still stuck on the Devin Devon. I know it's, I know it's a joke and it, we got to get his name right. Devin Pina uh, will be the sixth pick. So there you go. So two players from Sin City off the board. We'll go to Tim this time to kind of give his breakdown and I'll get the screen back up there of who's selected who. And um, then we'll even let the, we'll, we'll get through four picks and then we'll let the, uh, the coaches critique each other. I think that's the best way to start some shit is just let them critique each other's team, right? Not their own. Uh, so Tim, go ahead on this one on the uh, fifth and sixth picks. Yeah. So in the third round, it's all Sin City round. Uh, they were one of my favorite teams to watch this year. Uh, both these players can do a lot. Um, I'm excited to see them face each other for the first time. Um, Devin and Jose, that is quite the front court, though. Um, I would not want to be facing up against them. Sorry, for sure. And Cade, uh, yeah, thoughts on the first three? I think Taj is one of the best defensive guards in the league. I think PJ is just locking down the paint right now. It's going to be hard for Dev to get into the paint, Jose, John. I mean, John gets gets what he wants, where he wants, but obviously Jose and, and Dev are known for throwing it down. So when you got Taj, Brian, and Gian all on the court at once, it's going to be hard to get the ball around and score. So, yeah. For sure. All right. Let's, uh, we're going to turn that guy back off. We got three players on each team, five to go. So 10 more picks to be made. Uh, PJ, back on, the, uh, back on the clock. Go ahead. So it's going to be the seventh pick. Go ahead. So I'm going to critique Dan's team a little bit. I think Cade's on. I think Cade's on to my strategy here because one thing that we failed to mention is yes, the first three quarters are very heavily offensive. However, in the fourth quarter, when it matters, you see the guys turn it on. So to continue with my theme of locking down the paint with the seventh pick, I'm going to take halfway crooks, defensive menace, Jeff Winchell. All right. See, Dan, that's how you suck up. See, I don't know what you were doing, making a face about Spence Freeman. This is it. PJ's on to something here. Uh, so Jeff Winchell comes off with the seventh pick, the first member of the halfway crooks taken. We'll update that big board in a second, Dan. So your fourth pick, the eighth pick overall. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, PJ wanted to make the, the critique on my team. So I'm going to make the critique on his team. I don't think he realizes the, the locker room, issues he's created on his team i think those two matchups that we've had with the warriors and sin city gian and taj are the two that are button heads every time i mean taj is the gian stopper i mean at least he's not going to be stopping him this time but who knows maybe one of them wants the ball more maybe that's going to cause some chemistry issues i don't know but uh, that's tough not in my front office more happen you actually caught me at a bad time because it's like i actually i could have taken jeff there but it's like i don't know what direction I want to go. 
Do you do you need a minute? Is the is the GM? No, I mean, okay. no, actually, no. I'm good. I'm good. I know where I'm going. I'm gonna double up on Lob City, and I'm taking my pick for most improved player, and that is Colin Burns. All right, and so there you go. So I'll get the the uh, board back up in a second. But yeah, so I did show everyone on this show the awards, and they're not out yet. So that's Dan's pick for most improved. Uh, we will be announcing those right after the finals. We like to drag out some stuff. But Colin Burns, a good season, uh, even looking at his stats. Uh, definitely improved from last season and is definitely a bigger force for that Lob City team. So the second member of Lob City, and he'll be playing with his teammate, Jose Mercado. So we'll go to Cade first this time through four picks. What do you like? What don't you like? Is there going to be, you know, some <laughs> camaraderie issues? I promise you there won't be. It's a freaking all-star game, but go ahead, to, uh, Cade. Yeah, I, I like keeping Colin and, and Jose together. I think that's a great idea. They seem to control the offense on uh, Lob City most of the time. Uh, but PJ picking Jeff, I, I knew exactly what his next pick was going to be after Taj. I knew he's going for defense. And honestly, Jeff, Taj, Brian, and Gian can all score. We know Gian can score. Uh, Dan's team's looking more offensive. Uh, but I think this is just a great clash right now. Obviously, offense versus defense every time. But um, it's going to be cool to see which one comes up on top. I think uh, – I don't know. I don't know if Taj and Gian – I think they made up at the last – at the end of their playoff game. So I don't know if there's going to be any butting heads there, but they seem cool right now. Yeah, I'm sure they'll enjoy playing with each other. That's for sure. So Tim through we're halfway, the teams are halfway built. So what, what do you think each team needs or what are you looking for with the rest of each team's draft? Um, what I think each team needs, um, I'd say Team Thomas maybe needs uh, maybe like a microwave type of scorer that could possibly come off the bench. For a Team Ruggiero, I would say maybe some athleticism off the bench. I don't really know. It's hard with these all-star teams, but I like how Dan kept the Lob City boys together. Um, Colin and Jose play very well together. Colin's not really a player that needs the ball in his hands. Jeff isn't really either, so these guys can fit seamlessly in each team. So I think it's a great fit for both teams. Let me just, let me just summarize Tim's, you know, past eight days between two post games and this. So he goes from getting none of the picks against the spread, right. Okay. In that, in the first playoff night. Right. Then it's like, I had Lob city the whole time. So I'm sticking with him, and then sticks with him. Okay. So now he's like, you know, I had him the whole time guy. Right. So I'm not going to change my pick. And then he goes calling one of these all-star teams slow. That's basically what just happened. He just called Dan team slow and unathletic. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> Bold strategy. And I do want to say, hey, he was saying that I Cade was saying I look more offensive. You know, they say defense wins championships, but what does offense win? Games. And what All-star is this? Games. A game. <laughs> Damn right. Let's go to PJ for the ninth pick. All right. So these guys got to stop exposing my picks because they know I'm going with a microwave score off the bench. This guy's either going to absolutely tear it up for me coming off the bench, but I'm sticking the halfway crooks together and I'm going with Jared Hansen here. All right. Th- that was, um, you know, my guy, but that was not the, uh, there's a lot of, there's a couple options for microwave score that on, on my list anyway, and I'm not even going to give it away, but I mean, shooting it well. And especially with that, you know, with that team, I like it. All right. So Jared Hansen off the board with the ninth pick. So Dan, are you going to, you going to steal the other, other one of the others microwave scores? You know, 
he's doing this. I think he's just scalping my picks. I think that's what he's doing. I'm not going to go three Lob City in a row. I just can't bring myself to do that. But what I am going to do is go to somebody that I was saying first two weeks was in that MVP conversation, ended up playing his way out of it. I still think he can shoot very well. I think he can score very well. Long live the basket pounds. It's Jaron Thomas from Only the Fam. All right. So the first member, and I'll get the teams back up here so you guys can keep track. I should do a recap of the teams as well. So I will do that before I get to the analysts. Let me share this screen and type that in there. Uh, not, you know, this is either Dan's either going to win the game or, you know, lose by 70. So that that's my opinion on this. This is getting out of hand. And based on, you know, his setting the spreads and all of his, uh, you know, predictions this season, He's probably going to win. So that, that'd be my luck with this whole uh, scenario. But for the listeners who are not looking at the screen right now, PJ for Team Thomas has selected Gian Avedisian, Brian Heston, Taj Eddington, Jeff Winchell, and Jared Hansen. And then just to recap Dan's team really quick, uh, Team Ruggiero has John Kutu, Jose Mercado, Devin Pina, Colin Burns, and Jaron Thomas. So we'll just keep rotating our, our analysts through five picks. We'll go to... Uh, We'll go to Tim. I forget who left off. Sorry. Uh, Tim, on the spot, what do you think of that last pick? Um, I will say I was a little surprised to see Jaron Thomas this early just because he he slumped the, the, the whole like second half of the year. But I think in an all-star game, it definitely could work out. Jaron's the type of guy, he could be considered a microwave scorer. He was almost leading the league in scoring through the first couple of weeks of the year. Uh, Jaron's can be able to shoot, catch lobs um maybe not defend so much but we'll see um with jared uh i think that's a guy you can just kick out and find out he's pretty much the best shooter spot up in the league i think he shot near 50 percent. i mean that's a guy you can literally just kick out to and hopefully he can get hot for you and uh make this a game that thomas run team thomas runs away with all right Cade. yeah your outlook on uh even the teams as a whole, because Tim did a really good job breaking down those last two picks, but even each team as a whole. Yeah, uh, to quickly talk about the pick, um, I don't know if Jaron had to go this high because obviously Thomas, or sorry, PJ, is uh, picking defense, and only the fam is not known for their defense. Um, I don't know if PJ was eyeing Jaron. I think we could have waited a couple of rounds for that, but um, I think Jaron, Jared being the three-point shooter on that team, obviously we know Gian can shoot, Brian can shoot pretty well, but Jared is the best shooter I think drafted right now. Um, yeah, I don't want to ruin anybody's plans by going any further ahead. Yeah, no problem. And I know we are also semi on a time crunch, so let's make some more picks. And then I want to, I do want to give the captains a chance to, uh, you know, bash each other. They did it a little bit, but that's how we kind of, you know, get the good stuff. Uh, let them, let them go at each other. So PJ. Back on the clock, pick number 11. So Danny fell into my trap and decided that he was going to keep two of the Lob City guys together and say, oh, I'm not going to get take the third one too. Well, I'm going to take the third one. And my other microwave score off the bench, Cody Crawford. Yeah, and so we didn't see him much in the semifinals, but uh, we have seen him in all-star games. We've seen him in regular games get hot. Again, it must be a thing against the color purple, uh, especially this season. He had a he hit a couple, a lot of threes, but is known for that. And in an all-star game, there you go. Fits right into uh, everything the analyst just said 
about Team Thomas. Dan, your pick. PJ wanted me to wait until the last round to pick this guy. And I can see him throwing his hands up. And there's a little bit of animosity because the, you know, the blood is still fresh. The wound is still open. But if he's going to take the werewolf, I have to do the same. I'm picking Sam Clifford. All right. So there we go. So let's, um, through six picks, we'll go back to the analyst one more time. Uh, so Tim, I think Tim always goes first. That's right. Go ahead, Tim, on these last two picks. <laughs> yeah, um, I honestly wasn't sure if Sam Clifford was going to go till the end, but I, we do see him getting selected here. Um, I think he adds um, a good aspect to that team, a player that he can kind of do everything, get to the basket, shoot a little bit. Um, with Cody, uh, PJ obviously is adding a lot of shooting to that bench. Uh, a lot of guys that can come in and spot up, which I think is a good fit for an all-star game when there might be a lot of potential open threes in this game. But yeah, I think uh, for Team Ruggiero, Sam Clifford, Jaron Thomas, those guys are lengthy, can affect shots. I think those will be a good fit off the bench. All right. And so we're going to go to Cade after these next two picks, because then we can do some big picture stuff and get it instead of kind of going back and forth. I got the thumbs up. All right. So PJ back on the clock with, geez, math is hard. Pick number 13, I believe. So Danny's out here playing D3 ball, picking Sam Clifford. I'm out here playing Division One basketball. And with that being said, I'm going to take the player of the decade, potentially the best scorer on this chart, Charles Correa. All right. So there we go. Charles Correa, which is one of the people that came to my mind when we were talking about microwave scores. So shout out to him because uh, we've seen it when he is present at the games and we'll leave it at that. Uh, so Dan, your next pick. I'm picking somebody that they're near and dear to my heart. And, you know, I get on him every week. We met week eight. It's all love. And I think it's perfect to go full circle and have them lead me to the promised land. I'm going halfway crooks. I'm going Spence Freeman. <laughs> all right. Full circle is right. So now we go to Cade and I'll get it up on the screen. Uh, actually, I will. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll let Cade go and then I'll recap the teams before we make each team's last pick. Go ahead, Cade. Yeah, I, I like the Spence pick. I think Spence brings the energy any team needs. Um, I know PJ doesn't like that pick, but, um, yeah, we're coming to the point where we've got the scores, we got the defenders. Now we're just adding great additions. Basically, um, Charles, he's been playing, he's been balling forever. He, you know, he can ball, he can score basically any way he wants. Um, you know, I, I think, I think those are great additions. I think PJ's team's gotten really small ever since, uh, that Taj pick after Jeff, Jeff was the last big pick. We're going a little small there. Um, but, you know, you got Brian. Uh, but you're going to have to work work on those lineups. If uh, if Dan's going to put a big lineup out there, you know, good luck. Good luck on defense for that one. Uh, Cade said, I will not be outdone. Tim, you're going to call him unathletic. I'm calling PJ's team small. There you go. So shots fired back and forth. I'll recap the teams after the last pick. I lied. Um, let's make those picks. Then we'll get the captains in. Then we're going to do some finals previewing as well as the all-star game previewing. So let's turn this back off. Maybe now it's gone. Uh, PJ, your last pick, two guys left, your last pick. 
So the beautiful thing about this is I'm going to make Dan's team even less athletic, minus Johnny, because you're my boy. Love you, Jay. Um, and I'm going to take who I think could be the most athletic guy on this list with my last pick, another big. And I'm going to take David DePina. All right. And so that leaves Mr. Irrelevant, as they call him. Dan, go ahead and make your pick. So sad to call him Mr. Irrelevant because, you know, he's he's a well-rounded player. I think it's around 13, 14 points a game, maybe eight rebounds. I think a steal here and there. He's a good player. And it's it's sad that his the end of his season came at a 45-point loss. The Duyes boys from the Lincoln 18ers, it is Brendan Reddington. Yeah, and of course, I didn't mean it in a bad way. That's the last pick in the draft. Um, but Dan, to Dan's point, yeah, um, you know, season ends like that. And then here you are as the last pick. But that means he is the last all-star. So before I recap the teams, shout out to Paul McGuire, who would have represented the Ozone Boys, but was unable to make it on all-star night. And Vinny Volpe, who would have also been an all-star. So we don't even have to tell you who the replacements were going to be because all these people got votes and it was very close on that regard. So let me share this screen and recap the teams for the audio listeners. And then we'll get some analysis breakdown. We'll go back to the captains. We'll do some final stuff and we'll get out of here. So Team Thomas features Gian, Brian Heston, Taj Eddington, Jeff Winchell, Jared Hansen, Cody Crawford, Charles Correa, and David DePina. And that means Team Ruggiero has John Kutu, Jose Mercado, Devin Pina, Colin Burns, Jaron Thomas, Sam Clifford, Spence Freeman, Spence Booker. Uh, I'm sure Dan will be repping that now. And uh, Brendan Reddington. So <laughs> you guys have the teams on the screen. We'll go to Tim and then Cade. Tim. You can make a pick. This is the time. Let's do it. Let's recap the teams as a whole. And then, and then who you think is going to win. Um, okay. So I wasn't really sure who I was going to pick, but the last pick I think made a difference. I mentioned David DePina earlier. Uh, I think PJ made a great selection with him and somehow the last round, I would agree with him that he's one of the best athletes in the league. And I think in a game like this, if it gets to be transition or, possible lob opportunities. Depina is going to be a seamless fit for that team. So I'm going to take PJ's team, but um, I did like um, Team Ruggiero's bench picks. I like Sam Clifford. I like Spence. I think those guys will be really key off the bench for that team in this game. All right. And Cade, yeah, let's do it. Make your pick. I was, I was going to go with whoever he didn't pick because when it comes to all-star week, it could go either way. I'm going Dan. I think his team is great all around. Uh, I really like, I know, I know PJ doesn't, but the Sam Clifford pick, I think was a real, a real steal that late. Um, I, th I like the Spence pick. Uh, um, obviously getting Brennan Rankton at the last pick. I don't know. I, I think, I think he can add as much defense as you need in an all-star game. And I, it, He's a good shooter. If he can shoot the ball when he's open, it goes in. That's all you need from him. Uh, but, yeah, either way, um, I think it's going to be a great game, but I'm going with Dan. All right, and so before we get to those two, let me shout out. This will be Heston's seventh All-Star game. We're looking at Cody Crawford's sixth, John Kutu's fourth, Jared Hansen's fifth. Sorry for going out of order. Paul McGuire, Vinny Volpe, and Jeff Winchell would have all been, this is their second time being named an all-star. Jeff will play in his second all-star game. I do have the all-star MVPs up there. I know we mentioned them. I can pull that up in a second. We'll go to PJ first. Everybody else is a first-time all-star. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine players making their first appearance in an all-star game. So we'll see how that impacts things. But 
Uh, PJ, looking at your team, how'd the draft go? Did it go as planned? Who, who do you wish you could have took? Are you static? Do you want to give another thumbs down? Go ahead. <laughs> the only player I really wish I could have taken was Johnny. Um, I was hoping he would have fallen, but I knew Danny and I were either going to go back and forth between Heston and Johnny, whoever went second. So um, he's probably the only guy I would have stolen. I'm not too concerned about winning this game. Uh, I know my coaching ability and I know the guys that I have and they're going to be just fine. The team chemistry is going to be off the charts. I think I have some absolute lights out shooters off the bench if they can get hot and they're going to be left open in, the, in an all-star game like this. So I think my, my spread, I think I beat Danny's team by at least 40. All right. So we're going to, we're going to let Dan respond and I know it's, and I actually go ahead. Yep. This is it. Go ahead, Dan. I don't want to hold it back. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm so confident in my team that I'm not even traveling to be there. PJ is so like, scared in his picks that he's got to go there. He's got to sit on the bench with them and he's got to like actually coach this game. He might even wear a suit. He might even bring a clipboard with them. I'm just going to be like, you know, maybe, maybe FaceTime me in. I'm that, I'm that confident in my team. That being said, I do like his last two round picks. And I think ultimately it just comes down to the coin toss there. I mean, I would love to have Charles. I would love to have David Dupina, but I mean, sometimes that's the way the chips fall. For sure. And so let me also mention, shocked that either of you didn't take John Kutu first since he is the last two All-Star Game MVPs. Greg Holt won one, Heston won one. So there you go. So at least each of you have one of those guys. And Cody Crawford won the first All-Star Game way back in the fall of 2017. So uh, Kutu, the lone player with two All-Stars. Any other, any other comments between PJ and Dan before we do some final stuff? No, like I had that. That's it. Silent. No, I. I mean, Johnny's Johnny's the X factor in these All Star games, but you know, I I mean, it's it's tough when you have a guy scoring forty three a game to to not take him one strictly for offensive reasons. But if I had second pick, I was going Johnny. So you know, that's that's the only thing I would have changed there. I'm. This is the time where I'm glad I got the second pick because it means I get John, and that's it. I'll let our play do the talking. All right. Anything from the, the analysts are good too. You want to do some final stuff quick? I know. All right. I think, I think they're they're right. They made their picks. We're good on that front. Let's look ahead to these finals. So I know no Duryea's boys, as we expected a rematch against Lob City, but it will be the werewolves taking on um, Lob City in that matchup. These guys met in winter uh, 19. I know Tim and Cade already did their preview on the post game. So you guys can check that out. We'll let PJ and Dan, we'll go to Dan first. We'll let them kind of take over here for a little while. And then we got like 10 minutes. I want these two to, to, to give their previews. Dan can give you his spread for the game, which I know makes waves. And then we, does Dan take bets? Who's to say? Uh, and then let him set his spread. But then our two analysts here can respond to what Dan and PJ say about the final. So I think that'll be the best way to do it. So Dan, still a sad day, I know, but a good matchup. And especially after that overtime win for the Werewolves, they head into the finals you know, they went in overtime with Lob City in 2019 in that finals, like we've talked about, you know, Clifford kind of replacing Dave Campbell, who you guys have played against. Uh, so in a similar look on that front. But uh, Dan, yeah, your thoughts on this finals matchup. So the thing that's interesting to me, and I looked this up a couple of days ago to make sure I had the numbers right, because Lob and Werewolves are two teams that have been there since the beginning. They've played each other a lot. They have played, I believe it's nine times. 
And the werewolves have only won once. And it was in, I believe, last season, in the regular season. The only time they've ever beaten Lob City. And these are two very good offensive teams. There's two very good defensive teams, but they kind of play to different strengths. Lob will play you tight. And then when it's time to blow it open, they'll blow it open. And the werewolves will just make sure it's a low scoring game all around. So I think it's definitely going to be a very interesting matchup. I know these teams always play very close and it's definitely not going to be as high scoring. Actually, maybe I'm not going to say definitely. I'm not going to put that out there. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring of a matchup as we're expecting. But that being said, I do still think I'm giving Lob the edge here. And I know that's kind of the the fan favorite pick from the post game show, but it's hard to not favor them, but I'm going with it. Yeah. PJ, let's do it. <sighs> I think Lob's going to win. I'm going to just come out and say that off the bat. Um, I don't really want them to. It's, it, it's a double-edged sword here because I would love for Brian Heston to get his first championship. He's a good friend of ours. He comes and hoops with us in the offseason, gets along with all of our guys. I'd love to see him win a championship. He deserves it at this point. I really don't want to see Sam Clifford win a championship, and I really don't want to see Lob City win another championship. So uh, it's tough. So I'm, I'm going to say I want the Werewolves to win, but I just think that, that after those two guys, it, it, they're, the rest of their bench is just not there's really not a team that can compete depth wise with lob. Um, when you have a guy like Carl Lee coming off the bench and Cody Crawford's coming off the bench now, and it, it's tough. Um, if they can let Jose shoot, then they have a chance to win it. Um, Cause he, we, as we know, just from his stats, he's not the best shooter. Um, and I think Brian will do a good enough job at getting him out of the paint. Um, so if they can force the ball into his hands, that's usually how like Vinny's been able to stop him. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I think Lob probably runs away with it towards the end, but I, I would like to see a Brian Heston finals MVP. I think he's deserving of it. So, Yeah. And so Dan, how, before we get to the, the analysts to kind of reflect on what you guys said, that spread, I don't even know if you, did you say it? I, I don't know if I said it on right, camera. I know I told you before we started recording, but I will say the factor in this, I think, was the spontaneous Jose return at the beginning of the playoffs. I think if we had this finals matchup and it was no Jose, it might be a little bit different. But full strength, all nine Lob City guys against all of the Werewolves guys, I'm setting this line at four and a half. I'm going to come out and say I think final score is going to be 69-64 in that range. All right, and so, PJ, based on that, make your pick against the spread, and then we'll go down the line and we'll make some picks. What did you say that you thought the final score was going to be? I said I'm thinking like 69-64-ish. Actually, the only thing is, I did make the note of this on the Low Post Pod Twitter. Lob is, I, I don't know about how werewolves are with covering the spread. I can't remember the numbers in my head. But Lob it was the worst remaining team against the spread in the playoffs, and they failed to cover the spread in the semifinals, we set it at 10 and a half, only a 10 point win. So they're like, I think three and six against the spread since we started setting spreads. So use that info at your will. Yeah. I, I'm going to say that the werewolves cover that four and a half. Um, I think the final score is even lower than what Danny says. I'm going to go 58, 56. 
And I think it's like, it comes down to a possession um, just because I know how nuclear Brian Heston's going to go in the finals. Um, and you know how the werewolves you, you could be, I mean, we had a little bit of the werewolves in us, uh, you know, last game being down by 10 with two minutes left. And that's usually something that they do where they can slow the game down on, on your end and speed it up when they have the ball and, and, you know, really make a close game out of nothing. So I think the werewolves cover that. I still, unfortunately think Lob's going to win again. Um, but I, I, I'm going to say that, that uh, Lob is, does not do well against the spread again. And uh, that it's much closer than we think. Joey, when uh, are we going to do something about the competitive balance in this league? Huh? <laughs> so, all right. Um, you know, it's not like they're unbeatable, you know, as, as you guys know. Uh, and so the only thing that I considered is, and it's just would be such a pain in the ass to be totally honest, um, would be like people sign up individually and then we draft and that just gets tricky where then everyone's all mixed up. I mean, then teams and jerseys and people not wanting to play with people and people pet, like it just, it's a, it's a big undertaking that I've thought about. And that would definitely shake things up because everyone's on a different team with different people and who's picking the teams and how many teams and all that. I think, I mean, they've been, they've been beaten. I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. So let's see if the werewolves can do it. Right. Uh, let's go to Tim with that spread to make his pick. Um, I kind of agree with PJ's assessment of this game. I think the werewolves cover. I think the werewolves are a team that can match up with Lob City as good as any team. They can protect the rim really well with Heston, Connor Harrington down low. I think those guys are going to be able to affect shots at the rim with a team like Lob that drives so much. So, yeah, I got werewolves covering, and I do have Lob winning, so I anticipate a very close matchup. Right. Any, any picks? So there you go. Cade. Yeah, I, I'm definitely liking this matchup. I, I think it's going to be closer than everyone's kind of thinking. Um, I think maybe even a one point win is, is possible. Um, obviously first game of the week or first game of the year, we saw Lob City beat Warriors by 50 and they only could beat them by 10 this week. Um, we, I personally on the podcast a week before the semifinals said, the Duye boys were just going to beat the werewolves because they're a better team. And I was proven wrong. I don't want to, I don't want to doubt the werewolves anymore. I think it goes either way. I think it's going to come down to the last possession of the game. Um, I don't, uh, I'll pick, I picked Lob City before the playoffs started, but I would love to see the werewolves win. That's what I'll say. I won't say anything more. (laughs) There you go. There's no putting Kate on the spot. Um, Before we get to any closing things from Dan, and and pj um pj i'm putting you on the spot anything you know you don't you don't get to go a whole podcast without you know even talking about i know we talked before even on the air but you know any any comments about the semifinals and you know the overtime and you know because that's why people are here you know we 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 made them wait 50 something minutes um you know just to touch on that quickly and then i'll i'll say what's up next for the league and for the podcast you know next week but go ahead (laughs) you know i'm heartbroken after a loss like that, um, I got my 30 seconds to shine to go in and foul. So I did my part, but you know, I think, um, we didn't have the greatest game. Um, that's not to, to take anything away from the werewolves because we've played them a million times and they know how to beat us and we know how to beat them. So, you know, we knew this was going to be a great game. You know what you're going to get from Brian Heston, um, every night. And then, you know, I mean, 
he's probably the one guy that when we trash talk him, he, he knows it's all love because at the end of the day, he just, he hangs out with us in the off season, plays with us. And, you know, he's just an unbelievable player. Um, and I, I think, you know, in, in a game like that, it, when you have a guy who's as good as Brian is, um, it's like the Kevin Durant factor. It's like when you have the best player on the court at a given time, um, you know, it, it's tough to, to lose. And, and that night he was by far the best player on the court. Um, I love Johnny and Vinny. It just wasn't, you know, the night that we're used to seeing from them. And I would say for us, a guy that really stepped up was uh, Brian Yars. Um, he, we're literally not even in overtime if it's not for him and, and we were having a tough game. So, um, you know, I think we'll be back and, and better than ever for next year, but, um, you know, I, I think that the werewolves can be anybody in the league. I mean, we've said that from the beginning, even our game against them, I, I, in the regular season, um, I know we, we picked them to win, but, um, you, you know, I think they can beat anybody on any given night and it's, it sucks to have your first loss be in the semifinals for the season um, your first loss in a few years. So, um, you know, it happens, but, um, at the end of the day, you know, the team that played better that night won, and there's nothing really else to say with that. You know, you can't take anything away from them. And, um, we would have liked to have some calls go our way, but if you leave the game up to the refs, you're not doing your job. So, um, you know, that's where I kind of stand with that. So. Yeah. And so before we get to Dan for closing thoughts about GBA's boys, about the all-star draft, and I'll let Dan close it out. I hope he's ready. Um, the guys will hopefully be back next week with a regular podcast, maybe the last one, to break down the finals, to do a little more previewing of their all-star game. We'll let Dan, now that he knows the teams, get those stats together and uh, you know do some, do some previewing of the all-star game, which will be the following week. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll, be, we'll do a post-game show from the finals. We have the finals on Tuesday. They'll be live on Instagram. We decided Instagram. We just got to work out some. Uh, Dan was saying it was okay. That, 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 that's who I was texting during the semifinals. Um, that the feed, it, you know, when I save it, it's like a little choppy and it makes me nervous, but, uh, that it was okay. So we're going to work on the internet issues, but we will bring the, the finals live. So Dan will be able to see that. Um, and yeah, we'll do a post game show next week. Like I said, from the finals, and that'll be the last one. And then all-star night with our three point dunk contest and all-star game. Uh, so Dan, you guys, analysts, very good job. Thank you. Uh, the draft was a success. We'll get all the players out there. We'll see who thinks they were snubbed. And then Dan, you can take it away. Yeah. I mean, thank you for uh, kind of taking a load off my vocal cords this week. I got COVID last week, so I'm, I'm recovered now. So I'm glad that my, uh, my respiratory tract has a little bit of a uh, extra rest, but you know, it was a good draft for some of us. I don't know about others, but, uh, I'm excited. I can't wait. I hope I, uh, am able to like get a live stream of the all-star game as well. I want to see, uh, John get his third straight all-star game MVP, but that's going to do it for me. I would hope that does it for everybody else. It's the low post pod. It's final season. Don't hit the door on your way out.